Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. It's your boy, K-Troll, on the mic. And I'm rocking a Seahawks jersey today. We'll get to that in a little bit. But I am joined, as always, by the Charles Hayden Savage to my Oliver Putnam. We're talking Brazos. Only murders in the building. What's happening to Ethan Gelfand? Filming something today? I'm sorry? All the makeup, I just assumed. I'm not wearing makeup. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> First of all, Only Birds in the Building, spectacular show. If you are not watching this show, you must. And uh, I just wish I had my hat. If I had a pair of glasses, I think that would just complete the look. But who would have thought a trio of Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, Selena Gomez would be the new golden trio in my mind in television? Just They're fantastic. I mean, Steve Martin and Martin Short have got a long history, right? And, yep. God, they're so funny. They're so good in that show. But Selena Gomez... Adds a really Darkhold. great dynamic. She's got chops. I will yeah. say, and this is going to probably lead us on a bit of a tangent, which is very common here, but Fair. I will say her speaking voice annoyed the crap out of me in the beginning. <laughs> I was well, like, man, I did not know she sounded like that. Well, and I don't know if that's monotone. It's just like, well, hey guys, and then our hair in there. <laughs> it's a really unique voice. I'd never, never heard like that. And then, then I start thinking like, let me think about her singing because I like some of her music. And you don't really singing. pick up on that. If you want to come and get it. Nah, 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 nah. Is that what you got in your head when you're listening that's to not, her? That's not her. Uh, yeah, it is. I thought that was Demi Lovato. I'm gonna about to pull it up. That is not Demi Lovato. Keep going. When you ready talking. to come and get it? Is that her? Yeah. Bad liar. That's what I think of. Bad liar first to Gomez. Maybe she did do. When you're ready to come and get it. You can pull it up. But she doesn't sound like that when she sings. She has a very different singing voice. Uh-oh. This is Selena well, Gomez. Just for our this listeners. Is a jam too. I love that song. Let me just skip a little bit. Oh no, here it comes. So like, I'll even show you the picture, fans. There she is. Yeah, this is jam. She loves. I her was beat. a big fan of that song. Like I don't know, seven eight years ago, whenever that came out, <laughs> that was a jam. Who was that? I don't know, but um. So her singing voice, obviously, very different than her speaking voice. I'm always interested when I hear like really crazy good singers. And I'm not saying she's that necessarily. She's a good singer, but you are not like Adele or something, right? I'm always interested to hear them speak because I want to know, can you pick up on that just from hearing them talk? Like, do they talk different? Do they sound so different than people? Like, if you, did, if you only heard the audio of the show and you didn't know who was in it, would you assume or guess that was Selena Gomez? Is that what you're kind of saying? And never in a million years. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sort of saying that. I'm also kind of like, it makes, I'm always, I don't know why, but I'm always curious. If I hear someone that has a really unique voice, I'm like, okay. Um, or if they have a unique singing voice, I want to hear them talk or vice versa, you know? Fair. So I don't know. I think it's, I just think it's interesting. I did not pair that. I did not expect that. I had not, I had not seen her interviewed or anything. So I did, I was like, that's what she sounds like. Nor would you. Like, why would you ever, like, I'm going to sit down and watch this interview with Selena Gomez? I often YouTube Selena Gomez interviews, but yeah. Little pressure yeah, here and there. Hadn't, you know, hadn't done that. This concert, it was great. Good energy. That's what you're YouTubing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. I but I do think the dynamic is fantastic between the three of them. Uh, she has a great sarcasm and eye roll and a, just a, such a generational difference, which which makes it really funny. For um, me, I, I, just for, love, for me on that. I just love like hints at jo- uh, dry humor and just sarcasm, and it's not it's not just like the over the top. Uh, you know, like physical comedy or anything like that. It's the dialogue and just like the subtle little interjections here and there. I that's what that's kind of I think as I'm getting older, 
like my humor that's what it's kind of morphing to like that's what i find like that's why some stuff like ted lasso they're just like little side jokes and comments i'm like yes fantastic yes well i think i think um martin short's character is in very martin short fashion pretty absurd and so like he's got great lines in there a lot uh steve martin i think was really slow rolled in that show like he's he's like a comedy god right i mean he's mount rushmore he's so good but he was really pretty bland and plain through a lot of the Mm -hmm. show and then it just got kind of better and better and better in that last the season finale of of season one i mean he was absolutely on fire absolutely on fire and what i loved what also i loved about the show is that it was a legit whodunit and it literally has you guessing the entire time that's also true Sting is in it. He was a suspect at one point. You're like, oh my god, it could be Sting. <laughs> I kept <laughs> expecting Sting. I was like, no, but it, it really could be Sting. It really could be Sting. Spoiler alert: It wasn't Sting. It wasn't Sting. <laughs> uh, but that's a good show. I appreciate you turning me on to that, and uh, we've really enjoyed it. Looking forward to season two. I heard Paul Rudd's coming in season three, maybe. So yes. Spoiler alert: Yes. Uh, there's a star-studded cat. Can't wait to get there. Yes. Wild weekend in the NFL, though, man. Uh, football is back. Okay. We said that probably 10 times now. <laughs> like, the first day of fall, we're like, football is back. The first like, the day first of podcast, August. It's back, back in a month. <laughs> It'll be yeah, smooth. Football. Football's back. And there's like, all right, so now all football is back. The NFL, college, week one is in the books. It's pretty wild first week, I'd say, NFL-wise. Definitely some some injuries we got to get to. But what was your overall takeaway of the week, the games, overall takeaway was definitely a lot of surprising results some sluggish starts to kind of your bigger names and honestly those were kind of the two things i said oh and three some guys who played that should not have been played again (laughs) hashtag not a doctor but what the hell (laughs) like some of these guys out there i'm like what uh we talked about a couple episodes ago but yeah we'll get into that but yeah overall just uh, a little sluggish some surprising results and some of the superstars kind of not shining yet First half of the first game is always kind of that way. Um, I think to counter your point, the wide receivers showed out. Wide receivers so did. All the top wide receivers, other than CD Lamb, went ballistic. So True. if you had one of those top 10 guys, you're very happy this morning. Um, but yeah, I agree. Some of the running backs are a little sluggish out of the gate. Some of them. Um, quarterbacks, sloppy, obviously. Five yeah. turnovers for Joe Burrow. There was some sloppiness out there. But yeah, I... I completely agree. What the hell, James Robinson? <laughs> what is James Robinson doing on the field? What is Daryl Henderson doing with Cam Akers? Like Thursday Night Football, Cam Akers basically didn't play. Like right. There were a lot of those instances where the team just hadn't really told you what they were going to do, I guess. And you're kind of like, I thought I had this figured out, and I was very wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they were doing that on purpose, like it was like a psychological game, or if it was just like all the news was just terrible. I don't know. Well, it's funny. Uh, I'm not going to lie. During the Thursday night game, I had uh, I got a late start to it. And so I wasn't able to watch the first half. And so I was, I was coming in late to it. But, you know, Kemper and I always text back and forth throughout, like throughout the whole weekend during the games. And so he texts me Cam Akers and Alan Robinson and then three fire emojis. So in my head, I'm like, yes. All right. This is a great. <laughs> Cam side. Akers is throwing touchdowns to Alan Robinson. Yeah, because I got Stafford. I was like, all right. I always want a good start on Thursday night. I'm like, perfect. So I finally turned the game on. Open up my stat truck. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> no, <laughs> one reception for 12 yards. Cam Akers, not that I have Cam Akers, but three carries for nothing. Like Stafford was garbage. Like, thanks for ruining my Thursday night. 
Kemper. I mean, I and the Rams. I, there was a lot of talk about like this is why you play your players in the preseason and you know all that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know if that really matters. Maybe that matters to the first half. Maybe that contributed some sluggish starts. I don't know. I kind of want to just like throw this game away for the Rams, just yeah. like we would the Chicago San Francisco game, which was a monsoon. Was and it was say, that was a monsoon. <laughs> just throw it away. Don't worry about it. We can't afford to worry about it right now no. because you drafted Allen Robinson, Cam Akers in the top six rounds. You know, like you can't afford to just be like, screw it. I'm out. I'm out on these guys. You know, so like you kind of have to, you got to roll with it and just be like, I'm just going to chalk this up to an anomaly. The Cam Akers thing concerns me a lot more uh, because. Yeah. The usage was so little. I expect they'll ramp him up throughout the season, but better hope I so. definitely expect to see more than that. I mean, the guy played last year. He played in the playoffs. I, I don't know how you they play in the playoffs. The whole reason I was high on him was like, if you played in the playoffs, even if he wasn't good, at least he played. At least he was like mm-hmm. cleared for contact, cleared for game, got some run, got heavy usage, didn't re-injure himself. So I'm like, okay, it can only get better. And then this, it's kind of like... JK. JK, yeah. JK, <laughs> science and everything else. Yeah, but uh, I know we're kind of diving into the games first, but let's talk about some kind of some big injuries already that happened in week one. So obviously probably the biggest name, uh, you saw it on Sunday night, was Dak Prescott going down with his thumb. I, I guess you want to call it. It's not mallet thumb, so it's just a jacked up broken, thumb. Broken uh, thumb. So the initial reports, you know, he had surgery literally yesterday. This is how quick things move. Uh, the initial reports was that six to eight weeks, but breaking – FITC news. We just got a text from Madam Mefter that uh, supposedly <laughs> Jerry jo- or Derry don't know. He can say his name. Jerry Jones. Yeah, says can't that. replace his letters. Jerry Bones. <laughs> so uh, Jerry, what did, what did he just say? Uh, that going to be out there sooner than six to eight weeks. We ain't putting him on the IR. I think he's probably, he was throwing rounds in the parking lot with, with uh, CeeDee Lamb after surgery. So he's going to be fine. Yeah. Legitimately, they said they're not putting him on IR because IR is an automatic. You got to miss four games. But they're not going to put him on there. So does this mean he's coming back in two weeks, three weeks? No Crazy. chance, man. But anyway, no if he does, it's going to be Russell Wilson last year, and you don't want any part of that. Yeah, I just true. I get it's the finger versus the thumb, but like even more important to have your thumb. Your thumb is stabilizing the bottom of the football, <laughs> just throwing hands. Like there's no way he can. Sorry, that sentence just, like, just sounded blunted up. That sentence just sounded funny. Even more important to have your thumb, like. Yes. Well, it is. It is. If you think about it, opposable thumbs are what separate us from so many of the other creatures out there. But hey, pop in, quiz. In, in on the spot. Pop football. quiz. Where did Cooper Rush go to school? Cooper Rush. Uh, shoot. I'll give you a hint. Tie in with this guy. Mm. Central Michigan. He did. He's a Chippewa, man. He was a Chippewa. Gotta love that. Yep. Another Fire chip. Cooper Rush. <laughs> You lose one when AB uh, decides to quit. <laughs> you gain one when Cooper Rush gets six to eight weeks of playing time. Uh, no, two to three weeks, going to Jerry Jones. Maybe one week. We'll see. Maybe, maybe one week. All yeah, right, so moving Jack, on from Jack Jack. for a while. That sucks. Uh, Chris Godwin came in and played, which we were surprised by. Uh, obviously, you're, you have to question now, like, maybe came back too early? I don't know. Thought he'd just give him a couple more weeks. Uh, injures hamstring, which is a common injury whenever you have a knee issue because they're mm-hmm. attached and – the muscles around it are not used to working as hard. So they're not as in shape. Maybe um, he's probably out a couple weeks, I would think, but I thought he was going to be out a couple weeks to start the season. So I was going to say, honestly, which is, if you're an owner of him, you kind of expect this anyway. It just sucks that it's another injury on top it of it. It's so another injury. Is this going to be a nagging thing throughout the year? You hope not, but 
just annoying. Like why, 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 why? I totally agree. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not like bummed about how long he's going to be out. Cause I didn't expect to have him, but it's right. Uh, Alvin Kamara had a rib issue. He had some bruised ribs. Maybe uh, I think that I'd seen there was no breakage. Uh, the problem with ribs and we saw this with Drew Brees when he broke like 10 ribs or whatever. <laughs> um, it's pain management, you know, and if yeah. you're getting hit a lot, if like a running back does constantly hit there, it's going to be painful all year potentially. So keep an eye on that. I think he's going to play. It doesn't seem like he's going to miss any time, but we'll see. Uh, Keenan Allen had a hamstring issue. He's getting an MRI. We'll see about that one as well. This one, this next one's bad. Elijah like Mitchell, man. This dude can't catch a break. So he just yeah. says now he's probably out two months with a knee injury. It's not like a torn ACL or anything like that, but still anything with the knees, you're bad. And it's two months, man, he had a promising rookie year. You just hate to see this, especially in a game like that, where it's that monsoon so gross and obviously to come out hurt, it's just the worst. So then, you know, what does that do to Debo? You saw he was basically non-existent in the passing game, but granted nobody was for with Trey in that game, uh, but he had eight carries, 52 yards, a touchdown. So that's good for that. But man, it just creates a lot of question marks. <laughs> I know. I hated to see that. It's a sprained MCL, which I didn't think would be a two-month recovery. It seems like that happens pretty frequently. It's like a four, four or five-week deal. But if Schefter says it, then it's it's probably true. Mefter. 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 <laughs> yeah. Shadam after. <laughs> uh, T. Higgins, I saw this play. I was watching this game, actually. He hit his head on the, on the ground and left to get evaluated for a concussion. Um, these are one of those injuries where, like, could miss a week, could be back. We don't know. It wasn't like a big helmet to helmet hit. Right. Which I feel like every podcast says is like there's the severity of concussions is not really a thing. They're they're nonlinear, as they say. But um, it, it, at least it wasn't like a, you know, head on, get knocked out, you know, cart him off of the field kind of thing. He just got his arms wrapped up and, and his head hit the uh, hit the field. He got knocked um, out. But will he get up again? He will get up again. I got that. Wumba, wumba. <laughs> That one I know for sure. Not Selena Gomez. Uh, and then Najee, Najee Harris had a foot injury. He had a Liz Frank injury coming into the season. I didn't realize that. Um, looks like his tests are negative. So, again, not a break in the foot, thankfully. But you don't they like play to the see. Patriots this week. Najee, just take a rest. Get your foot healthy. You know, it's fine. <laughs> are you, you playing play this week? We need all the help we can get. So, just, just rest. Just rest. You never like to see a running back with a foot injury, right? No, that's never good. Just ask Derrick Henry. Just ask D. Hen. So, yeah, some big, big names, man. Those are big names getting injured. You don't like and to then see kind that. Of on the defensive side, TJ Watt, or, yeah, TJ, not JJ. TJ Watt, a torn peck, which is what his brother got the a couple years ago, and he was out for the year. So, yeah, I heard he's getting that reevaluated. He's getting a second opinion on that one just to make sure, like, to see what he has to do. If it's surgery, he's done. If it's, if it's not torn, I guess, he's maybe like a six to eight weeks, I saw. But Again, I don't know. He was obviously a monster right. in that Steelers game. Yeah, and I mean, shoot, 22 and a half sacks last year. I know it doesn't really matter for fantasy since we don't do defenses, but still, that's a big loss for them. And just, again, it's another big name, which is just wild. I was instructed to ask you about that game and uh, about all of your AFC North hatred and especially toward the Steelers. I got a, I got a message from one of our Steelers fans who This was, is crap. You were the one crapping on the Steelers. I was the one talking about the Bengals and Steelers game that this is going to be a statement game. Like, it's going to be going back and forth. You're like, the Steelers are trash. This is not a statement game. <laughs> I, I did like, say it wasn't a statement game. I, I did. I think I, I kind of vaguely remember saying something like that. Yeah. You were trash in the Steelers. So I was like, dude, they're always in games. They always play tough. Mike Tomlin, all that kind of stuff. 
So you eat your words, my friend. I well, I threw you directly under the bus whenever I got that message. So I'm about to roll the tape <laughs> on that one. I'll roll the yep. tape on that one. <laughs> You're gonna roll tape. We got it. I'm gonna run it back and see. I'm pretty sure you shit on them. You nope. hate them. I know that. I do hate them, but I was giving them more love than you did. All right. Let's get to some of the highlights, some of the player highlights, because we had some ball and out of control performances and some stuff we want to talk about. We hinted at yep. like the James Robinson. We might as well start with him. He's not in the top of our list, but um, what the hell, dude? <laughs> James <laughs> Robinson hell? comes out and carries the ball 11 times, which was obviously a lot more than I expected. I didn't expect him to play. Not only that, he got 66 yards and a touchdown on the ground, yeah. and he caught a touchdown. Like, hmm? I. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Uh, as we said, that's 11 more touches than we thought was going to happen because we didn't expect him to play. So what do you think this says about him, Travis Etienne? I mean, Etienne didn't have a bad game at all. He looked solid. Uh, yep. Just obviously was split in time. So who's who's 1A, who's 1B? I think Robinson's 1A and Etienne's 1B wow. right now. I think that's how you have to look at it. Um, it's just crazy. But, I mean, that's how they played it. Now, to your point, they were both effective. So there's And there's a chance that... <laughs> Seems crazy because of the Jaguars, and you don't expect them to be ahead that often. So the running backs you'd expect to kind of fade, but there's a chance they're both viable. I just think there was so much hype about ATN, and everyone was so excited about him coming back. He was mm-hmm. drafted as an RB two, and I think they're both flexes right now until this sorts out. Yeah. You know, you thought him as high as an RB two. I was thinking him as a flex RB three if if he started. Three well, he was going again. like third, fourth round. You know, in a lot of the drafts that I saw, and so he was people's second running back in a lot of cases. I'm not gonna lie. I would in our draft. I was trying to get James Robinson late, just as kind of like a safety. It was like as a handcuff. I missed him by two picks, and now it looks like gold. So shit on the guy who drafted him. <laughs> kind of bummed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. That's all you can yeah. say. <laughs> uh, we mentioned all the top wide receivers balled out. I thought that no was kidding. good to see. Um, except for CD Lamb, who. It's such a conundrum for me, man. And that wasn't just the Dak injury. Like, granted, Tampa Bay had pressure on him a lot in that game, but what is the deal, dude? I just, I can't, I can't figure it out. Like, he's such a stud, or he can be such a stud. He can be. Uh, I don't. It's not the play calling because. I, feel I like mean, I guess I think it is a little bit of the play calling because honestly, why don't you just make it an effort to literally just get it to him every time you can? You know, he's going to be able to get separation. Yes, they're going to put their top guy on him. But at least just show that, like, hey, we're coming for him. This is our guy. We're going to make an effort to get him the ball. Like, you don't see Justin Jefferson clearly number one. He was getting three, four yards separation. He just said, I don't know why they left me so wide open. It's like, dude, well, you're a beast. You are getting that wide open. But you see yeah. all these other guys making the effort to get them the ball. Cooper Cup, everyone knows <laughs> one of the best seasons for a wide receiver in history. He still got his. No thanks, Allen Robinson. Uh, but again, Jefferson, Chase, all these guys got theirs. And I don't know, I think honestly it had to be some of the play calling that they're not making the effort to just get it to him as much as they can. I guess it honestly, the more you talk about it, I guess it's probably true. I mean, because he's only had like, it's been streaky anyway. There's only been like a few games in there where he's just completely dominated. And you see those games and you're like, you guys this should do that bad. more. <laughs> you should do more of that. Maybe he's more in the Mike Williams vein than he is in the, um, you know, Justin Jefferson I mean, thing. I think we all thought of him like a Stefan Diggs type, like a right. just like an incredible route runner, great feet, great hands, whatever. We may we might have to do a deep dive. He may be in the Tyler Lockett category where he has big games. So you say, oh, look at his totals, but it might come in three to four games, and then that's yeah. it. 
so it's yeah. not as reliable. So we'll, we'll do a deeper dive on CD, but shoot, not a good trend. That's all I got to say. Well, and either way, you're you're not happy now because now you've even lost right, that And what do you think? Honestly, sometimes you kind of see that maybe the different quarterbacks, like, okay, I'm not as good as a quarterback, so who am I going to rely on? My go-to guy. So maybe, maybe. that will be the thing. Just throw to him every time. Let him make a play. Maybe. I'd love to see it. I mean, I may be, I'm, I always cheer for him. I'd be happy for him to do well, but woof. <laughs> but woof. Speaking of Wolf, the Rams, Wolf. We talked about that already. Uh, that whole team, just garbage. Throw it away. Daryl Henderson, I mean, I guess he's a thing. I guess it's really a thing. I was taking him late in drafts in the mocks. and thought he'd be, Just because I thought, like, insurance for Cam and also maybe they'd split 50-50. I did yeah. not expect that he would be far and away. Dog. So that was a surprise. Um, Saquon Barkley's back. <laughs> or maybe the Titans just suck. I don't know. Woof. No, Saquon looked good. He had that big 60-something-yard run, catching passes. That's vintage Saquon. Uh, And so then you and Ricky both text – because I was playing Ricky this week. And so you and Ricky both text me vintage Saquon. Well, he said vintage Saquon. You said Saquon with, like, the big eye emojis. I did – you were crying wolf for me, man. I'm like, great. He has 10 carries for five yards, super-duper. Great. And then I look like – Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've actually got him in a couple of leagues this year, in part because you kind of talked me into it, and in part because he was falling to the third and fourth round. I was like, at that point, it's worth taking a shot. And um, boy, am I happy. I mean, he's yeah, he went nuts. He yeah. went nuts. Not upset about that. Kadarius Tony, MIA, dude. I they hate him. They, they hate him. <laughs> I don't know why. You love that guy, but now you hate him. No, they hate him. I love oh, him. Oh, they. I thought you said you hate him. No, I love him. I think he's great. They, they, they don't like him in New York, and that's all that matters. Doesn't matter what I think. Time out. Uh, the, quick, the way you said, I love him. I think he's great. You sounded like Paul Rudd. <laughs> in what movie was he? was like, oh, hey, you're great. But <laughs> you just sounded exactly like Paul Rudd. I get that a lot. Weather I look like him, too. I get that a lot, too. Weather. Anyway, keep going. Uh, can I just give give a quick rant on the Titans here, and I'll, I'll give you some time later in the show uh, for yourself. <laughs> okay, bad enough that you give up a fifty five yard Sterling Shepard touchdown, which is rare. Bad enough that Saquon just ran all over you, and we don't have Harold Landry, which is like a huge key defensive piece. I get it, big rusher. But um, we actually had a shot to win this game. There's about a minute left after they scored the last touchdown, and the Titans moved the ball close enough to field goal range that it was a makeable field goal. Dirty Randy, as we call him here, or Fat Randy, as we call him here, <laughs> they decided to run the ball to the right hash. He's a right-footed kicker. It's like a you know 45, 50-yard field goal. It's long, but makeable. And as soon as they did that, I thought, why are you going to the right hash? Like every kicker I've ever seen wants it on the left hash if they're right-footed because they always hook it a little bit. Because they lean their body sideways and the, the ball always kind of hooks, right? So you start out right, right, right to left. You, you know your shot, right? And it's fine if you're a kicker and you happen to slice every time. I guess that's a thing. I don't see it often, but he's right-footed. Well, sure the hell enough, he freaking hooks it. He overcompensates <laughs> and he hooks it. And I'm just like, dude, why did you run to the right hash? We blew it. We lost the game. Two-point conversion, blew it. I mean, they, they, let, they let Saquon again. Murder yeah. them. Three point conversion. I don't know. I, I was so I was so frustrated during that game. I was so frustrated at the end because like the rest of the game, you're kind of like yeah. that's the Titans throwing to no name people that you've never heard of before, 
moving the ball down grind it out it's it's Eric not Henry, flat you know four yards and yep. and you just kind of grind it out and you're in it you're in it at the end unreal yeah oh, that was unreal honestly one of the biggest upsets of the weekend so that was definitely yeah. heartbreaking i apologize yep. man yep so, sure was <laughs> yep yep sure was talk All about right, michael, michael thomas <laughs> talk about him <laughs> Yeah, Michael Thomas, two touchdowns. I mean, he was pretty quiet for a lot of the game. And I think in part because Jameis was quiet. Like, the offense was not clicking for a while there. And they stayed a fury to come back. They're getting stomped by the Falcons. And you're like, look out, Falcons. Like, and what do you know? They choked. <laughs> and they falconed it. They falconed I, it away. I've seen so many, and this is not a new meme, but it just shows scoreboards of – Falcons scores where they're up by as many as two, three touchdowns, obviously the Super Bowl scoreboard, but they show so many different scoreboards in like the third and the fourth quarter. It's like, these are all games. The Falcons lost. And it's like, it's uncanny. We got to show that we got to put that up on the screen at one point, but it's, it's wild. It's Falcons wild. All right. Lose these games. Inserting now. <laughs> Pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah. Jarvis Landry. Slot machine seven for one fourteen, man. That's that's like vintage Landry. That's old school that a, Landry. That would be fun to see if he has a resurgence here. That's a great pickup by them. We told we talked about that. Like take a flyer on him because this is that's a great spot for him. Yep, I totally agree. And I think we expected to see a little bit more out of Chris Olave, and so that's why some people were down on on Landry. But um, they they can all be fed. I think. Yeah, uh, we'll see as the as the season goes along. Taysom Hill, freaking. <laughs> One of the most annoying players in fantasy, I would say, <laughs> right? Because, like, you have all this buzz about, like, oh, he's tight end eligible, so you can play him in tight end, but he really plays quarterback. And you're like, okay, that was, like, for the first couple of years. And then it was like, well, he's maybe he's got running back eligibility. Like, I don't know. And they're like, no, this year, like, no, he's just a tight end. He's just he's actually a tight second end. on the depth chart. And he's not – we're not going to do – it's a new coaching system. Like, we're not going to do that whole stuff. And what do you know? He comes in and runs a ball. He's, <laughs> like, 60 yards and yeah. a touchdown. You're like, come on, man. Um I was listening to another podcast who deep dived his stats from the past few years though. And I didn't realize this because I thought he was pretty consistent, but like it's really hit or miss with him. If you go out to the waiver wire and you jump on him as like your tight end, you're like, aha, cheat code. I put him in my tight end. You might get a couple of zeros in a row. Like for real, he may not do anything. Did he have any receptions? I didn't even see that. I don't think so. I don't think he's like I said, he's not their primary tight end. It's really just for those gadget plays. And granted, they could do that every game, potentially. But if he doesn't score every game, you're going to be like, wow, I got three carries for 12 yards for my tight end. (laughs) But then on the flip side, it was crazy. Cordero Patterson actually picked up right where he left off last season. You know, 22 carries, 120 yards. Honestly, did not see that coming. I thought he would take a huge step back this year, but he's jumping right in. It's Yeah. that's, That's awesome. I know. I know. I think... Some of that's like, you know, we always have this age conversations about like third, age 30, age 31 or whatever. But with him, specifically as a running back, like you got to think a little bit about wear on the tires, a little bit of wear on yeah. the tread, right? I mean, he's, running back for a year. he's never really, he's never been like a high contact position. When he was a receiver, he was like a like a third or fourth receiver all the time. He's a kick returner. He was always good at that. But um, he's never, he hasn't, he hasn't taken the normal wear and tear that, that these guys take. So, I mean, I, I think there's a chance he could continue to ball out. Damien Williams was the de facto starter there, and, and he left with bruised ribs, so that, that gave him more carries, gave Corderell more, more carries. But I don't know. I think he's uh, if you drafted him, you got him late, like eighth, ninth, tenth round. He was going definitely late. pay off. Yeah, you know. I'll tell you what uh, definitely paid off. Yeah, Damien. let's talk about you. Here. 
Damian yeah. Pierce paid off in just as you guys talked about eight carries, 30 yards. <laughs> Granted, he had 12 touches, so it's more than eight. So in your faces, in your faces, in your faces. <laughs> yeah, in our faces. That's right. Yeah, this it was the Rex Burkhead show, man. And there was some fear about this, right? Some of your fear was like, what if they just come out and run Rex Burkhead, man? Like, wouldn't that be so annoying? Because he's not great, but he's like good enough and he's reliable and pass pro and all that. Like, that's what they did. 19 touches for Burkhead, 12 for Pierce, 49 snaps for Burkhead to 19 for Pierce. That I think was even more telling. Like, but it's one thing, like how many times you touch the ball, but like, look at that ratio. 49 snaps for Burkhead, but only 19 touches. 19 snaps for Pierce, 12 touches ratio. If you want to keep that up, then teams are going to know when he's in there and they're going to attack the box. He's going to become even less. He's going to get the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the reason that's important is because it tells you who they trust in all different situations, you know? Right. Burkhead's there on third down probably all the time. He's there two series to one for Damian Pierce. I mean, just it matters in in opportunities or snaps, you know, like he may not have touched as many times. Uh, percentage wise, but he's on the field a lot more than Damian Pierce. Yes, true, true, true. Something to keep in mind. Big name here, Joey Burr, five turnovers. So, I mean, a lot of it, he was just getting punished. There, that offensive line is trash. It's like they were sweet. retooled this year, they're supposed to be like a top 10 yeah, offensive retooled. line. And I mean, this guy is just, I think, in his three years, granted, his rookie year was even cut short. I think he's the most sacked quarterback, which is. If he's going to be the face of the franchise, if not the league soon, you can't let this guy get hit that much. And obviously one was a fumble. Four, four interceptions are not great, but it's also just because of the pressure that he was facing. So, and again, to a stout Steelers defense, get off the badness of the Steelers, but um, that can't happen. And, you know, he's not going to have five turnovers. This is obviously uh, an anomaly for him, but it's very concerning. The Bengals are definitely one of the more disappointing teams in week one. But the crazy thing is, despite those turnovers, they were still in position to win that game. Uh, it's so funny. I was listening to ESPN radio. They had someone call in. It's like, Zach Taylor should be fired. And like, you do know that the previous game he coached was the Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's, His that's last game great. before this one was in the big one. <laughs> in the big game. So granted, he did have a lot of bad calls, especially towards the end, that uh, not challenging whether Jamar Chase was in the end zone for that goal line catch. Uh, spoiler alert, he was. That would have helped he my was. team out. Still would have lost. But, uh, you know, that was a big play, and they didn't get it. So, yeah, Bengals were disappointing. But Burrow still put up a decent amount of points. Even with, Can you imagine if he only had two turnovers? He would have been a top-five quarterback this week. Yeah. Well, yeah, in our league, and a lot of leagues, it's minus two for every one of those things, you know. That's yeah. ten points off. Ten turnovers. points. Woof. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Jamar Chase was a freaking monster. T. Higgins, we saw, got injured. He was looking pretty good. The connection was off there. And I will say, to your point, like, credit the Steelers' defense, man. Minka Fitzpatrick is a stud. He's a freaking stud. I love that dude. He balls out. T.J. Watt is a stud. I mean, they've got playmakers on defense. That's keeping them in the game. On the other side of the ball, though, I don't know if you thought anything about, like, the Steelers' offense with with Mitchell Trubisky, yo boy. But um, it was competent. You know, being able to run the ball opens up some things in the passing game. Najee was not effective as a runner, but since Trubisky is more mobile, it gives his receivers a little bit more time. Maybe it was something. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was. I like that. Maybe it was something. Deontay Johnson got his, you know, just like we said he would. Yep. Uh, Chase Claypool was pretty involved. George Pickens, not as involved. I think we expect to see more of that going forward. Pat Fryermuth had a good game. So 
What do you think of the Steelers offense? Again, it's kind of what you expect of the Steelers is that grinded out. It's not going to be flashy. I mean, you talk about, (laughs) I know I I always give the bears crap, especially like a David Montgomery. It's not like a sexy pick or something like that. That's the the same thing with Deontay Johnson. Don't get me wrong. I know that's your guy and he treated you well last year, but he is always going to get his and it's not flashy. He's going to get you seven, eight receptions for 80, 90 yards, which is perfect in a PPR league. Um, and especially with Trubisky now, yes, he'll open the up with his legs and Najee's your, your classic ground him out kind of back. So yeah, it's one of these classic offensive offenses for the Steelers where it's just, they're going to grind it. They're going to get the plays they need to. And, and it's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be effective. Yes, I agree. I think that <laughs> you can, yeah. yes, I think you can use these guys. There was some concern. You're just like, Throw the whole offense away for fantasy, right? How many times have we seen crappy NFL quarterbacks keep players fantasy relevant, right? It happens all the time. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I would not be out on the Steelers whatsoever. Do not be out on them, whatever. Yeah. I don't think this is their year to, I don't, I don't see them being playoff bound, but you know, go ahead and I guess challenge them and see. We'll see what happens. Um, AJ Brown in his debut for the Eagles blew it out, man. They was yeah. unguardable. He was like, so oh. were you watching this game a lot? I mean, it's obviously a local game for you. Right. Yeah, I was seeing a good amount of it. So our boy Jerry, who did the mock draft from his Bentley, was in here. He was at the game. And what he was saying was interesting. He's like, listen, I know that the, the Lions kind of got stomped there. They did stage a furious comeback, which was really fun to watch. He said he was very encouraged. I mean, he's like, I, I think this team's a lot better than the scoreboard showed. And He's like, it wasn't Aiden Hutchinson's best game, that's for sure. I think he had one oh. tackle. I mean, that's not the kind of debut you're looking for. From your but he said the big A.J. Brown touchdown, the long one was when Jeff Fakuda was out with cramping, maybe. I don't know if that's true. Um, take his word for it. He seemed to think that it was a lot of dink and dunk. And what happens if you're at the game, a lot of times you feel like, oh, it's just eight yards, just eight yards, 10 yards, you know, not a big deal. You're kind of keeping him in check. And then you go home, and I've done this before from Titans games, and I go home and I'm like, oh, my God. Mike Williams had 13 catches for 200 yards. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Jesus, when did that happen? But that's you know? the thing. And this is kind of what kind of a throwback to uh, what we were talking about in the preseason, how some people were saying Saquon Barkley doesn't know how to play the position because he always wants to hit a home run. He doesn't want to you understand that a four to five yard run is, is great in the NFL. Like that's what you want. So when you yeah. say dink and dive and eight yards, like you take that all day. If you're on first down, you get eight yards. You're, you're setting yourself up perfectly. So I mean, I don't think he's saying a dink and dunk is like a as an excuse or like, oh, we were holding them to dink and dunks. Well, guess what? Those dink and dunks are going to w- march you down the they field. They do add up, yeah. <laughs> like, they do add up if you let them do it every play. Yeah. Um, and Miles Sanders was effective. Like, there are holes in that defense no, still. Screw Miles Sanders because he was annoying. And it was just one – he had one big run. But, again, this just shows that you cannot count on the Philly running game because how many people – how many running backs had touchdowns? Well, I guess if you count Jalen Hurts, well, Jalen Hurts, four. <laughs> four different rushing touchdowns from different players for the Eagles, and that's not going to happen every game. Like, not every running back is going to get a touchdown. So then it's like, who's it going to be? They can't commit, and it's I'm this is why I'm glad I don't have Miles Sanders. Yes, he did have a good week one, but it's just like, yeah, what are we doing? That's fair. That's fair. I'll tell you, who can commit the Colts. <laughs> the Colts gave <laughs> another Taylor 31 carries. <laughs> No, I think they um, beginning of the game they were trying to get cutesy and throw the ball around more. And Michael Pittman had himself a great game. Love that. But uh, eventually, when they were down seventeen to three or whatever at Houston, you're kind of like, 
Why are we not scoring touchdowns? Oh, you know, we got that one guy back there. We can give him the ball. <laughs> we should get him. We'll get 160 yards or whatever, you know, touchdown. Like, yeah. 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 That should not have been a tie. Let's all be real here. That should not have been a tie. <laughs> I'm very glad it was. However, I will say the AFC South went 0-2-2 two, and two this week. <laughs> it's like the worst imaginable record. Considering you're talking, about, you're talking against the spread, though. No. Oh, right, because they were together. Yes, that's two right. two. They played yeah. each other, so those are the two ties. <laughs> they they did not win a game. They lost two games, and they tied – two teams tied each by game. <laughs> <laughs> they tied each other. <laughs> like, what a shit show, AFC South. Kemper, how do you like those beats? Do you like your beats? Yeah, I like them. <laughs> thanks, Oliver – or thanks – Charles Hayden Savage, Brazos. Thank you. <laughs> Michael Carter, Brees Hall. Michael Carter, man, he was the main Michael guy. You got to keep him in your lineups, at least until Brees gets that pass pro down, right? Right. I thought all three receivers for the Jets had, like, decent games, really. They had, like, seven targets each, five-ish receptions, 70 yards, whatever. Good enough. Christian Good Kirk. Boy. Christian Kirk. Kirk. For me, right? Six Good for boy. 117. That's right. That's right. Your other boy. Antonio Gibson, seven catches. Yeah, boy. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> the hey man, the commanders look good. They look solid. Well, I mean, Welts, Wentz <laughs> look good back there. He's throwing that. Curtis Samuel's his guy. And Curtis behind, Samuel is his guy. And I kind of love it. Wow. He did Just throw saying. four touchdowns. Carson Wentz did. But then next week he'll throw four interceptions. So we're back to normal. He the will. world is he back will. aligned. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns. Your boy, Kareem. What up? You were hating on him so bad. <laughs> you were hating on him so bad. Tenth rounder, man. I mean, come on. He's not going to do that every game. But Tenth round is great. You got a couple games in your flex. Why the hell not? Yeah. But as we talked about, in that same game, Amari Cooper, six targets, three for 17. That's why he was dropping to the eighth, ninth, tenth round. That's this true. That's as bad as we worried he might be. And yep. it looked like Donovan Peoples-Jones was like their number one weirdly he had 11 targets yeah I don't know. i'm surprised he caught six for 60 usually it's like two for 60 he's always like yeah, good for true. that 140 yard catch that's true he does usually have a long bomb that's true yeah. how about robbie anderson we thought i was so worried that he was gonna be that he was gonna be throwing so much shade on bake show why five can't for 102. we be friends why yeah i guess they we? reconciled five for 102 and a touchdown on eight targets granted one touchdown was like a long bomb but that's Let's also go. in his game. So yeah. what are you going to do? AJ Dillon, you want to talk about him for a minute? Yeah, 10 carries. Woo. But, I mean, the Packers look so bad. So Aaron Jones AJ Dillon carries, was the one, the one bright spot. He had more carries than Aaron Jones is, more receptions than Aaron Jones is. So, I mean, in this split backfield, it is looking like AJ Dillon is more of the horse and that they need to get to. But, man, the Packers did not look good. That's a little concerning. Um you know, he's going to be the safety valve. He's the one guy. He, him and Aaron Jones are the two guys that they that Aaron Rodgers can count on. How many drops were in that game? But they got to figure something out in Green Bay. And I know last last year the same exact thing happened where the Saints drubbed them and then they win, you know, however many straight or whatnot. This is a different team, man. I think they're going to have it. It is, but I'm just telling you, this is exactly where Aaron Rodgers starts to shine because he's going to start hearing all the doubters and the haters tell him, He's probably done, and they, they don't have any weapons. And he can't get it done without Devontae, and you, it's just going to fuel him. I'm just telling yeah, you, man. He's gonna, I, 
it'll fuel him, yes. But at some point, it is going to catch up with him. And you it know, does it depend on court, talent at some point. Everyone, everyone always says, you know, this is the year we got the North. Like are the other teams, everyone always says that. Well, guess what? We're still the champs. So yes, they are still the champs. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next. That's- Vikings look pretty good, though. I will say, Vikings did look good. Uh, I think Juju. So, like, I saw, I've heard a lot of different people talk about, like, oh, there's, we don't know who the number one is in Kansas City. And obviously, it's Travis Kelsey, but it's like, I, I, I felt like Juju was definitely the go to guy. And I watched some of that game too. Like, I felt like it was definitely Juju's the first target after Kelsey. Um, so I think that was kind of what we hoped would happen. And it, yeah. it, it, it played out that way. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, who's a preseason darling, uh, rookie sleeper, all that kind of stuff. He got a lot of run. He actually had the most carries on the team, but I think it was a garbage time kind of thing, mostly. Yeah. CEH had himself a good game, which I was not happy about. <laughs> but um, Pacheco ran well. It's just it was it was garbage time. Yeah. Uh, in Arizona, Rondale Moore was out, so I picked up A.J. Green, hoping there was some life left in that 50-year-old man. And there was not, unfortunately. There was not. <laughs> but I was there a life boy from Wake Forest, Greg Dorch, the torch. Stepping in there. Let's go. <laughs> Leading receiver. How about that? Yeah. Greg Dorch. That was Love great it. to see. That was fun. Uh, then looking to Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs is the guy. Uh, you know, it wasn't – he didn't blow anybody out in the game, but it was clear that, that they were establishing him as the go-to guy. 10 of 50 carries. No Zamir White. Um, okay, but in the passing game, obviously, Devontae Adams had his. Like, he had himself a day. Are you worried about our darling Hunter Renfro a little bit? Or is it just, you know, his first game – Against the Chargers in LA, what do we think? I think some of it was let's give him 17 targets because it's his first game, and we want to show everybody what we got and this new weapon and all that. Also, okay. it's the best which is the exactly team. my point. What Dallas is not doing, they true, true. No, you're right. This that's why Ceedee Lamb is not Devonte Adams. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, some of it is like the hey, look look at this new shiny toy we've got. Some of it is also he's the best player they have far and away. So yeah, you got to count on that. I think better days are ahead for Hunter. I'm not that worried about him, but it was a little eyebrow raising to be like, so is this how it's going to be now? You're just going to like Green Bay it? You're just going to Green Bay it? Every play goes to him? Every play. I don't know. I don't think it'll be quite that way, but we'll see. Uh, Mike Williams. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Well, yeah. But uh, Josh McDaniels has a good way of getting other people involved. I mean, this is besides the time they had Randy Moss, this is the first time, you know, they've had a go-to guy. But he he's good at distributing the ball, so I think he'll be all right. Yeah, Mike Williams, however, not what people hoped for. We were big on him preseason too. Big on him. I just thought he'd be more consistent, man. I really thought like last year yeah. he started to show flashes of consistency, and it was like, okay, if he can start putting games together, he'll be an absolute freak. He's not doing it either. We're back to old Mike Williams, where he just disappears for a game. Now he'll blow it out several games this year, but I don't know. I'm not like dropping him, obviously, but a little disappointing. Yeah. How about my boy Gerald Everett, though? I love Gerald Everett. 54 and a touchdown. <laughs> I love that guy. It's a great spot I'll for tell him. You. Try to tell you it's a good spot for him. Made some money on that <laughs> touchdown as well. And Noah Brown looked like the number two receiver in uh, Dallas. He was the only one of the only holdovers. Jalen Tolbert didn't dress. Michael Gallup didn't, was still hurt. He didn't play, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Siegel and Dalton Schultz were like one-two combo there. But Noah Brown looked pretty good, actually. I mean, he's serviceable. Um, yeah. I don't know if Tolbert's going to be back next week. I don't know when Gallup's going to be back. Jerry probably tell you he's going to be back this week. I don't know. But you could probably do worse than Noah Brown. It's like a dart throw in DFS probably. Let's talk about the Patriots real quick. <sighs> Not really. I mean, but again, this is exactly what I talked about, that you go to Miami, they're going to lose. 
Uh, but it's the offense, man. The offense just looked terrible. Trent Brown giving up that strip sack to Mac Jones. He's one of your more reliable offensive linemen, and he lets that happen. I mean, our new our new toy, Devontae Parker, no show. Algalore fumbles. I mean, yeah, Algalore fumbles. Like, not a great debut, but we always struggle in Miami. We always struggle our first game of the year, and it's always against Miami. So uh, we got to decide who's going to be calling the plays. And unfortunately, it's looking like Matt Patricia. It's just maybe just Bill needs to take over the offense just because these two guys, it's just, it's dumb having two guys having the input on who's calling the plays and we can't commit to it. But if there's anyone who can fix it, you hope it to be Bill. So give him a week. It's on to Pittsburgh. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling less confident about this Pittsburgh game now. I'm just going to say that they did not look good. Let's give a quick Ricky wide receiver update here. I just wanted to kind of blast through these guys just to kind of tell yeah. everybody where they're at. Um, pretty good, pretty good week overall. Like we're not, we don't have a Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson in this crew yet, but Drake London, seven targets, five for 74. Garrett Wilson, eight targets, four for 52. Traylon Burks, five targets, three for 55. Chris Alave, three targets, caught all three for 41. Jahan Dotson, five targets, three for 40 and two touchdowns. Uh, Romeo Dobbs in Green Bay, five targets, four for 37. Christian Watson, also in Green Bay, weren't sure if he was going to play. He played four targets, two for 34, had a big drop that I think it big sounds drop. like a touchdown. Uh, Sky Moore caught his only target for 30 yards. And there was a bunch of kind of no-shows. Alec Pierce, nothing. Wandale Robinson, not much. George Pickens, three targets, one for three. David Bell, nothing. Vilas Jones didn't play in Chicago. So <laughs> nothing too exciting here. Uh, mostly top-end, first-round guys, uh, as we expected. But uh, I think Drake London looked, looked good in Atlanta. and. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, again, serviceable under Joe Flacco. We'll see if that changes, you know, if uh, Finch Wilson comes back. Traylon Burks looked pretty good. He had a couple of flashy plays, uh, so I was excited to see that in Tennessee. There you go. Let's talk about the waiver wire. We got some we got some decisions today, and there's not like a bunch of huge names you got to grab, but there are some big injuries that we got to address. Uh, but there is one that I do have to grab. So, Ricky, I will honor our bet. Uh, I will be picking up, so nobody in our league better touch him. Hint, please do. Uh, I will be picking up one Geno Smith. You know, <laughs> after that big Monday night performance, let's hear about the bet. We'll be joining my squad. So uh, get ready for that. That'll be fun. Yeah, everyone else, target Geno Smith. Get him. Get him Definitely before I do. Get him before Gino I do. Geno was 17 of 18 for 164 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. I mean, that was like a perfect half of football. Yep. He came out ready to rock, man. He says, everyone's writing him off. He's like, I didn't write him back. I didn't write him back. I love that. That was good. Good old Gino. Yes. Uh, but otherwise, if you're looking at quarterbacks, especially if you had Dak Prescott, one who's always on the waiver wire is always like on that cusp. Do you draft him as your backup? Do you just pick him up on the waivers? One good old Kirk Cousins. You know, he's going to be there. Uh, obviously, the Viking offense look great. When you got Justin Jefferson, it's easy to look great. Grab him. Um, also, Derek Carr, clearly him and Devontae Adams. You're going to want to go after him if you, if you had Dak or – Hell, if you're just unhappy, you want to shake things up. If Trey Lance was your starter, maybe you want to grab one of these guys. Um, otherwise, you know, we, we talked about him briefly. Carson Wentz through doing his classic four touchdown dance. Uh, Trey Lance is a so you might want to drop him, but if people are dropping him, you might want to you pick cannot him right drop, back You up. cannot drop him. No, 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 no. Anyone who's listening to this right now, do not drop Trey Lance. I'm just saying, after they saw that, they're like, ugh, I want to get Did off this Did you see guy. the game? Were you watching gross. any That's of that game? Saying. That's there was I'm like saying. a like, foot of water on the ground. <laughs> it was like it was. playing water polo. Legit. It was insane. It was insane it was how much it was raining and how much of it was sitting on the field. 
Yes. Do not do not drop Trey Lance. Whatever you do. actually, you know, if you're in our, if you're in our league, drop Trey Lance. You don't need him. <laughs> well, that's do what I'm saying. Drop Trey if Lance. someone were to drop him, now's the time to pick him up because his stock is low. You're thinking, oh my gosh, maybe he's not. But it was a while. It was gross game, not good circumstances. But your boy, to that other point, was able to handle the storm. And Justin Fields actually had a decent day. So maybe this is a sign of things that come for him. Thank you very um, much. For Justin Fields. And then I will be picking up Geno Smith. So he's on there too. Geno. Dude, yeah. Don't drop Trey Lance. And Justin Fields, again, the fact that he, I mean, he looked pretty bad the first half too. But he made some plays when they needed, needed him to. I saw him. <laughs> he ran the ball in the first half and like dove for a first down or something. And it was like, it was, it was like sliding in a kiddie pool. I mean, just like complete submersion of his entire body in water. And I was just thinking, how is that guy going to go back out there in the next play and try and throw the ball? Like he's a freaking lubed up, basically. Like, what do oh, you did you did you see them once the game was over? All like the entire offense just went over to the end zone and just started slide, like literally doing the slip and slides through for at least 10 yards. Oh, yeah, you might as well. I mean, at that point, geez, it, that was just one of the ugliest games I've seen weather-wise. Just one of the ugliest Gross. field conditions. Thank God they're building a dome in Chicago. I mean, woof. Uh, and also, you know, two other names I want to throw out there. Jameis Winston wasn't drafted in every league. And a lot of upside there. He's got a lot of weapons in New Orleans. It looked pretty good. Uh, and you know he's a YOLO bomber. So you could get some points out of him. And um, don't write off my boy Marcus Mariota. I know you're hating. You've been a hater. Dual threat, man. He's pretty conservative with the ball. He doesn't throw a lot of picks. He didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. But he runs a lot of He ran 12 times in that game. I mean, designed runs. He ran well. He's effective. He's got a he's got a high rushing floor. So you could yeah. do worse. You could definitely do worse. True. Depends True. on how deep your league is, right? If you're like a 16 teamer, you got I mean, you've got to go for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think you're you're probably more interested in the Elijah Mitchell news. I think that's probably a bigger pickup right now because there are probably more quarterbacks available to you. Anytime a star running back goes down, it's big news. Yeah. So do you think it's going to be the Jeff Wilson show? Do you think that's where it's going to go? I mean, that's what they're saying. But then you say, are they going to then focus more on Debo Samuel too? Like, is he going to get more run now? Um, yep. But yeah, I think Jeff Wilson's going to be your guy who will be the official running back, but obviously with Debo spelling him a lot too. Um, but yeah, I think it's Jeff. They're able to bring someone out of nowhere. I mean, San Francisco's always got a good running game. They've got a good line. They've got a good scheme for it. They drafted two rookies this year. And you remember Elijah Mitchell was a rookie last year that no one was talking yep. about because Trey Sermon was going to be the guy after Mostert got hurt. And it was not Trey Sermon. It was Elijah Mitchell. It's these two guys, Jordan Mason and Tyrion Davis-Price. I don't know much about either one of these guys. Um, Davis-Price was higher drafted. But there's more buzz from what I've heard from Jordan Mason, actually. So guys to keep on your radar. And I, I don't know that I'd go use a waiver claim unless some news comes out that tells you these guys are going to get a lot of run. Right. Uh, they didn't really play, I don't think, this past game. But um, after waivers run and you've got free agents, it'd be a sneaky pickup to stash one of these guys on your bench and just see what happens. Okay. Uh, and then we talked about these two guys earlier. So Daryl Henderson, James Robinson, if these guys weren't drafted, they're good targets to pick up. Shoot, James Robinson's looking like 1B, or excuse me, like 1A to ATM's 1B. And Henderson was the guy for the Rams. So these are definitely guys you might want to take this waiver claim on these two because they could be good options, even if that wasn't for injuries. So try yeah. and get Henderson and James Robinson. Yeah. And then unfortunately it's kind of gross. And I don't, I, I can't imagine using a waiver on this, but Rex Burkhead, he's the guy right now. And he's a, we know he's a pass catcher. He's so, like a James white. He's a James white. 
he's like a James White. I mean, I, I just feel like you can't ignore it. And until the tide turns and Damian Pierce takes over, he's kind of the guy. So someone needs to roster him. He needs to be rostered. True. True. Someone pick uh, him up. From, <laughs> looking at some wide receivers, we're talking about a little bit, but Jarvis Landry. I mean, he had a great opener. Uh, he could do some special things in New Orleans, so he's definitely worth a shot. Carson Wentz's new toy, Curtis Samuel, two touchdowns. Woo! Watch out for him. And then, of course, they're friends already. They're already tight. Robbie Anderson with Baker Mayfield could be they're worth friends. the work. And then the other guy in Washington is Jahan Dotson. I mean, again, good rookie, uh, good rookie debut. Thank you. There's the word. Uh, also, two touchdowns. Not as many targets, but still, two touchdowns is, is hard to ignore. Yep, I agree. Donovan Peoples Jones talked about him. Eleven targets in that Cleveland game. Like, I'm not saying I love owning a Cleveland wide receiver, but I love eleven targets. And if you're going to give me that every game, I'd go for it. Zay Jones, don't forget about him. This is a don't deeper league play, point. deeper league play, but. Nine targets, six for 65 yards for Jacksonville. You know, I love him. Always loved him in LV. DFS, darling, of course. Of course. And with uh, Godwin going down, <laughs> your boy Julio. Your boy Julio, the fastest guy on the team, apparently, is what I've been hearing. <laughs> like, what? Oh, God. Yeah. But again, mad. when you have Tom Brady, like, a Julio Jones is a perfect side weapon. You, you know, he's, he might not be doing that every week, but it's worth a shot in deeper leagues. Why not? He's reliable. There's a bunch of names on here that I listed out for, hey, these are just like injury plug and play. Basically, who's going to take the spot of the guy who got injured? So Julio and Russell Gage will fill in for Godwin. Noah Brown, while, while uh, Michael Gallup is out. Obviously, he was the guy. Greg Dortch, as long as Rondale Moore is out. Tyler Boyd, as long as T. Higgins is out. Uh, DeAndre Carter actually got a lot of run after Keenan Allen went down. That was a name I did not expect to see. I think he was actually an old Washington commander. Um, we <laughs> thought it'd be Joshua Palmer, who was their number three. DeAndre Carter kind of stepped up and, and did some stuff. So keep keep that name on your radar too. I, again, I don't think those are like waiver claims, but depending on how deep your bench is or if you need a free agent afterwards, people. To keep so real mind. quick, so you said you know DeAndre Carter was a former Washington commander. False. He was never a Washington. He was commander. never a Washington commander. He so, was either like, how do you do with that? Like, football teamer or a Redskin. <laughs> he was a former football teamer. <laughs> there it is. Okay. There you go. So there are waiver wire targets. Go pick them up. Go use your waiver wire on Geno Smith. Everybody, please just go pick them up real quick. You're going to want to take them. Uh, you have to put a waiver claim, right? This is not a free agent pickup. We did not specify. Always said we had to pick them up. So no, you have to waiver claim. Uh, you are not in part of this bet is between okay. Ricky and myself gentlemen's bet. So okay. I will be claiming him once waivers clear. <laughs> once waivers clear. Uh, so speaking of our league, what speaking of our league, let me do a quick little, what are you saying? Huh? What happens if you don't get him? Do you have to trade? <laughs> I'll trade straight up. Straight up. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, a recap okay. of our league. Yes. So unfortunately for the two of us, we had, well, we both were not winners. We were not victorious. Uh, I had a terrible Thursday night start because I had Stafford and Allen Robinson, obviously both no-shows. So I was not confident going into the weekend. I hate getting off to a bad start on Thursday night. Um, However, I was then encouraged by what my team started to do. Saquon was balling out. Jamar Chase was balling out. Michael Pittman was balling out. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I could stage a comeback. And then Ricky's team was, you know, was doing okay. And then it wasn't until the afternoon games when one Justin Jefferson started to play where <laughs> I then went, wah, 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 or, or no, uh, the old slide was to come back out. So, but crazily enough, 
crazily enough, I had a lead going into Monday night. And I was like, okay, maybe if they cancel the game, maybe <laughs> if Jerry Judy just breaks his ankle walking into the stadium, I'll be okay. Cause he did have Judy going into the, the uh, Monday night game. Crazily enough, midway through the second quarter, Judy had no receptions, <laughs> no receptions. I was like, is this a thing? Could this happen? But then no, he not got himself thing. 20 points. Yeah. And I lost. <laughs> Ricky ended up with the top score of the week. Congrats to Ricky. He beat me this week. I had a decent week, uh, but obviously failed to Ricky. I had a not as great week. I had a disappointment from that third receiver slot. I I mentioned this in our post-draft episode, but again, I I kind of forgot about it because I had Godwin in there. And turns out I would have been better off starting him than AJ AJ Green. But um my team was solid. It was it was like fine. Camaro disappointed. Kyle Pitts disappointed quite a bit. I'm not worried about Kyle Pitts. Okay, get off my back. But everybody else played pretty well. You know, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooked, seven for 82. That's what he does. The old Brandon Cooks things. I'm on Ross St. Brown, 20 points. Kareem Hunt, 23. I mean, my team looked fine other than a couple of duds. And then I ran into Patrick Mahomes and Devontae Adams. So Yikes. Yeah, that's, those are two big butt thaws. What, what, how many points did uh, Mahomes end up with? 46. And uh, Devontae <laughs> had 31. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> That was 77 those points. Two guys alone. Players, and I scored 108 total. So I was going to say, those two guys alone almost outscored your whole team. Oof. It's all Not right. Good. Just like Jalen Hurts said last year, it's a turd. You flush it down. Let's move That's on. Right. Get the stink out. Uh, That's right. We're on to next week. We're on to week two. That's all, all right. Next week. We're so, going to have to get used to our team scoring less points with more teams in the league this year. That's going to be something I'm going to be like, oh, 108 points. That's not good. And I'm like, well, no, they played okay. It's pretty That was actually average. See, that's my see, that's where fantasy can be so frustrating because I had a decent week. I had 130 something. And so I would have beaten three other teams that won. So that's where it gets frustrating. It's like, ah, strength of schedule. Matchups, it would have been fine, but oh yeah. We should play, play rotisserie league. Yeah, rotisserie. Let's play rotisserie. Man, when was the last time you played a rotisserie league? I think it was the second year I ever played fantasy, probably. I did a rotisserie oh. basketball one time. I feel like it's, it's wow. always basketball. I did a basketball. I had Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett. I remember that. <laughs> That's a stout back front court. I mean, I went I went heavy on forwards. I went heavy on forwards. Yeah, I want to Shaq too, didn't you? I might have had Shaq. I don't know. <laughs> Shaq when he was on the Cavs, though, not not good. Shaq. Oh God. <laughs> Let's wrap this thing up with a little on campus. What do you say? Uh, no, we're wrapping it up with on campus. I was just teeing it up for you. Okay. I got a team for you today. Right. I don't remember who did the last one, so you're back on the hot seat. Sorry. We're back on. Super hot. Okay, I'm trying to think of the order here. Um, okay, I'm just going to start spitting them out. Wide receiver. <laughs> LSU. Running back. BYU. Wide receiver. USC. Running back. Georgia. feel like you're trying to trick me with the BYU running back. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say the Saints. Who went to Georgia? What running back? Alvin Kamara? Because he went to Tennessee. Oh, oh Mark Ingram uh, went to Bama. You said what? Mark Ingram went to Bama. So I'm wrong. It's not the Saints. Oh, because yeah, I thought you were going to be LSU was going to be uh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis. Yeah, I thought there's BYU. It's going to be Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. I would. <laughs> like, he's, he's a tight end, right. technically. I didn't really listen, so I was like, I'm just locking down those two guys. I'm like, he's just going to be a jerk and go with that. <laughs> so I was like, Saints. 
Uh, okay, so wide receivers are LSU, USC. Running back is uh, Georgia. BYU and Georgia. You want a tight end as well? This is not going to give no. away because so many people no, go no, here. No. no, I don't want tight end. Uh, no, Stephon Diggs was Maryland. Because <laughs> I was thinking James Cook, Georgia. So the running back's Georgia. It's got me maybe Nick Chubb. But where did Kareem Hunt go? I don't know where Kareem Hunt went. I'm going to say maybe he was LSU. So they're wide receivers. Amari Cooper was Alabama. Oh, man. This is funny. This is really right, good. The tight end. Tight end, Iowa, which doesn't give it away because so many guys go to Iowa. <laughs> I was going to say. So it could be TJ Hawkinson. It could be uh, – who was the other one that came out? Noah Fant. Noah George Fant. Kittle. Kittle went, to, Kittle went to Iowa? Yeah. Okay, so let me think of the, the Lions. Their wide receivers aren't LSU and – oh, no, USC is Amon Ra. Georgia was DeAndre Swift, so it is the Lions. It's the Lions, you it's jerk. the Lions. What is wrong with you? One pride. Let's go. But BYU – Did you know Jamal... that Jamal Williams went to BYU? I did not know Jamal Williams went to BYU. I didn't either, okay. actually. <laughs> Had to look that, that one up. BYU, but, uh... Again – I was so locked into BYU being Taysom Hill, especially because of his run. I'm like, he would do that. Who was the wide receiver at LSU? Uh, was that DJ? DJ Chark. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. You have lost your Michigan card. You've lost <laughs> it. I never had a Michigan card. Just got to live here. I'm from here. Get I hope Kyle's listening to this screaming through the through – the, phone at you because <laughs> he's listening how dare you not know jamal williams went to byu <laughs> I, knew, I, I guessed that immediately i got that i knew it i knew it but shout out to kyle Tyler algier in uh atlanta yeah but kyle come on going against wake forest against the spread not cool man i want to hear yeah. it kyle yeah i'm out on kyle right now i'm out on kyle Whew. all right so it's a lot week one a lot of injuries a lot of recaps a lot of guys balled out some guys disappointed our team's disappointed, but that's all right. We're on to week two. Gave some waiver wire pickups, and then I struggled a tiny bit. I had a little redemption song with some on campus. On campus. But uh, that was a good one, Cam. Again, I was just so locked into Taysom. I just thought you were just going to throw me a wrench. But anyway, remember, keep on folding. Fold it.